Welcome to The Serete, a bleach podcast brought to you by Abari Eyewear. Because yes, you do need sunglasses to wear in the dark. <laughs> My name is Del. Thank you very much. And today, <laughs> I'm joined by Lethen. Hey, guys. And Shiki. Hello. As as promised, Shiki, I know you've heard this before, but it's super it's super good, and I feel the need to make my point here. I want to say, Lethen, that they did consider calling the shop a bar I wear, so there was a, there was not an opportunity missed for a pun. It was a choice not to pun because it was a little bit wonky when when they tried to translate it, and they they wanted to go for a broader audience, um, and so they they deliberately chose to separate those two words. <laughs> it was not. It nothing nothing was overlooked as one could expect from a quality eyewear shop. Of course, obviously, obviously, <laughs> love it. <laughs> How uh, are you two? Good. Not too bad. Nice. <laughs> yeah, no, same. Yeah, it's just kind of gotten to that point, hasn't it, after a couple of months. I think a lot of people have sort of been in the same space, both physically and mentally, for a little while, and so... We uh, need change. I, <laughs> we yes. do, it's, yeah, it's it's tricky to be to be stagnant, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Climbing at the metaphorical walls, as they say. I'm on the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, yeah. Let's focus on a bright spot of joy in our lives instead. Yes. Let's talk about Bleach, yes. shall we? Yay. Yes. <laughs> All right. We're covering two episodes today, uh, episodes 15 and 16. And I think, Shiki, uh, you're going to take it away with that summary of episode 15, if you'd be so kind. Will do. Khan runs away. Fed up with the lack of appreciation, Khan decides to go on an adventure to find his Valley of Happiness and a goddess who will give him the love he deserves. Ultimately, he discovers the true meaning of home is where you won't be stepped on, cut up, or made a home run of. Meanwhile, Rukia questions her place in the human realm as her sense of belonging has taken an all-time low. Little does she know, she is now being watched. And cats can talk? Oh boy. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> so next we have episode 16, which is called The Encounter, a Barai Renji, in which Rukia finally decides to book it away from the Kurosaki home because she understands that her time in the human world is rapidly coming to an end, and uh, she doesn't want to involve her new friends in the chaos and the violence that are sure to follow. She is apprehended by two Soul Reapers who appear to feature somewhat in her past, and these Soul Reapers do their darndest sort of, to try and bring Rukia back to soul society. Sword play ensues. Ishida and Ichigo both decide to stick their noses in Rukia's business, and we are left with a bit of a cliffhanger there, actually. And that's that's where we're sort of left at the end of this series of two episodes. Episode 15, Cone's Great Plan. Thoughts, feelings, opinions. I'm gonna let Shiki go first on this, because it I've got a whole thing about this with the manga, so I want to hear what Shiki's got to <laughs> oh, say. Oh, fabulous, fabulous. <laughs> I, have a lot with, I have a lot with dubs as differences as well. It's definitely a fun one. I will say that one. And the one thing that sticks out to me the most that I cannot forget from this episode is that Mizuhiro knows how to shake his booty. I don't want to say that that's going to be my double take moment, but it was it's a close second. That was my number two option. That was wild. That was absolutely wild. It was out of nowhere, but it was like perfect. I feel like I've said it before on this podcast, but lest we forget, canonically, Mizuhiro can get it and does often. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It is shocking. It is unexpected. And it is canon. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. No. It's so weird because I, I'm still like, I, I try not to think of them that way because they're so young. But I'm also like, but it's canon and I can't technically ignore it, especially in, in the manga. It's way more obvious in the manga than it is in the anime that he like, he's a player, like a proper player of older <laughs> ladies as well. It's like, oh. Yeah. And plus, you got to remember, it was originally directed towards the teenage boys who were in high school age. So that kind of idea would suit or sit well with that age demographic. That's actually not a bad point if you think about if you think about what I mean never never having been a high school boy exactly um, <laughs> um, yeah gender it's a fun time for everyone um, thinking about what they might be interested in like oh if I could step away from my real life and insert myself into this other fantastical world you've got like action and adventure and really close friendships and then also like a couple of characters that just like can get it that's I never thought to factor that into what uh, what a high school ish or even middle school age boy might want out of out of a shonen, but it's it could very well be part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I suppose it does make sense. Like I remember all the boys in high school, which for me was like almost it was over a decade ago. I'm trying not to think oh, about gosh. it. I know, I know. I'm trying not to think about how old, old I am. Fuck you, Shiki. Nobody asked your opinion. Old crone. I'm going to leave this podcast. <laughs> I will say I, I asked for opinions at the very beginning of this episode yeah. discussion. <laughs> well, I mean, we I do remember what the boys were like back in high school because in the era that I or in the decade that I grew up in when I was going through high school, like girls would talk about like some of the girls knew what that was, what all of that was. Let, let's just say that. But boys mm. seem to know more about it than the girls did because they were exposed to it from a much younger age. Because back in my day, the internet didn't exist. So boys would be exposed to it through their dads talking to them or their brothers, big brothers talking to them. But girls tended to be a bit more shielded from it. Or the boys would come across those dirty magazines that would be hidden in bushes. <laughs> Which you would just <laughs> think that was the only thing that they could really find. So they tended to know about it from a much younger age than girls did. Yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right down to Chizuru. I never even, I never thought about that. But like with Kubo, knowing that Kubo was a, a male content creator, like... I know I there's a specific kind of person who like focuses on what Chizuru is doing and there's a specific kind of person who like creates Chizuru for that reason as a character and I just yeah I never thought to connect those dots that's that's interesting actually anything else Shiki um got me my curiosity peak now (laughs) so (laughs) as far as general comments for the show go um the other things I had were I find Ichigo's lack of awareness with Rukia saddening, to put it lightly. I was just like, at the end when he was talking to her and she was like giving off the aura of, I don't feel like I'm belonging here and just looking for that kind of comfort it felt like to me. Ichigo is just like, oh, are you here because there's a hollow? Is there any hollows here? Or It's just like, it felt like to me that that's all Ichigo saw her has was the duty calls person trying to know when you got to go and fight the hollow and I get the feeling that Rukia would have felt that as well and not and that probably does push her to feel that she needs to leave because she doesn't truly belong in the human world. That's really interesting because actually that scene didn't happen in the manga 
Um, and it's oh, really? one of my things that I've got in the notes for this episode. There was lots of things that did and didn't happen in this episode. Um, and that was one of the things that didn't happen with Rukia. But it was very interesting to watch it from the anime's perspective because I had to put my manga away because I was like, this scene is not in here. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. But it was, it was really interesting watching how they'd gone about it. They, they definitely made Rukia seem way more human in the anime than they did in the manga Mm-mm. she definitely feels much more like a soldier in the manga yeah i so i too so i haven't rewatched this episode in english in oh gosh years now but something that i made note of when i was watching this through in japanese is so rukia reflects quite a lot on all of her time in the human world in the anime um, and I know that that's not a thing in the manga, but I thought that her voice acting when she was reflecting on her time in the human world was just stunning. And granted, that's all sort of internal monologue stuff. And so she, being the stoic soldier that she is, doesn't need to express herself or her inner life to another person. It's definitely all in her head. But gosh, I heard her, I heard her voice and I was like, I, I, I got the sense that she was very sad to be leaving. And I... I Having seen this episode before in English, I don't remember getting that sense the first time, but watching it through in Japanese now, I like my my heart very rarely went out to Rukia in the English, actually, but this time mm-hmm. I, like I felt so sad for her. Yeah, it's like that goes back to when I was saying like when she was talking to Chico, it just felt like she was looking for every excuse not to leave. Yeah. And it's yeah. like Chico's response just like didn't give her any helped that and just made her just feel less attached to the world and like she didn't belong it's like i get the whole that plays into everything but i just wish ichigo would have seen her more as a friend or at least maybe not so much as that but conveyed his true feelings rather than pushing her away kind of if you get what i mean yeah it's sort of making me wonder how Ichigo really feels about Rukia at this point. Like, I do get the sense that he likes her and that he he is he is not upset that she's in his life. But at this point, they haven't known each other very long. So I, I oh God, if we want to get like super analysis-y about it, like, <laughs> I wonder, knowing that Ichigo has suffered a significant loss in his past before, and it was like a prominent uh... female figure in his life, I wonder if he's like hesitant to get too attached to people too quickly like he'll step in as a protector but i wonder how he feels about hey i haven't known you very long but let's be good friends i wonder if that's something that that he doesn't do quite so readily yeah especially since he knows that she's gonna be in danger along with him constantly and getting Mm -hmm. reattached to someone like that can be very reinvoking of the traumatic experiences with his mother and whether you want to view their relationship as platonic or not, there's no denying that they've not like they've got a connection, because totally, like, totally, y- you can't not have a connection with the girl that's been staying in your cupboard wearing your little sister's <laughs> pajamas and and walking you um, to school. Speak for and, yourself. And... The girl who's been living in my closet is the worst. I'm kidding. I'm fully kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but like whether you want to view that as a brotherly sisterly thing or as a ship which is either one is absolutely fine in my eyes i have no qualms with any ships in, in bleach like you can't deny that there isn't a connection between those two so yeah to see ichigo almost kind of brush her off when it's clear that he knows that something's wrong with her and she's very much showing him that yeah it, you know she was almost on the verge of being quite vulnerable there which is a human trait really isn't it so she's it's, mm-hmm. it's showing us that she's becoming more human so yeah that was it was a bit 
It's a bit upsetting to see that, which I'm glad it wasn't in the manga, because then I'm like, well, technically it's not canon that he acted that way towards her. <laughs> oh, that's very, yeah, good point. Very good point. But yeah, I mean, uh, on the back of that note, do you guys want to want me to go over what was the difference in the mangas and the... Yeah, yeah. sure. We, 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 we take that list on. So this is really interesting because, and I think I called it out maybe once already, but... All the stuff with Cone didn't happen at this point in the manga. It happened way earlier. So, like, Cone running mm. away, this all happened way before even the Don Kenoji episode. Um, oh. So it was, yeah, a lot earlier in the manga, and then they've just sort of brought it to this point in the anime. Not really sure why, but I guess maybe they just wanted to tie it into this episode in some way. Renji and Byakuya appear, and they've got, a picture of Rookie on their hands, but they've got like their faces covered. That was, I was like, okay, well, they've got their faces covered in one panel, and then later on we see them with their faces uncovered. But I'm also kind of like, why do you have a picture of Rookie? I know. <laughs> have you forgotten so what? Have stupid. you forgotten what she looked like? The two of you. But um, yeah, okay. <laughs> so that was uh, that was one thing I noticed. And then the manga. So see the manga when it came to Cone's suffering. By the way, I felt for Cone. Because it was way more than just like a... Like, what was it in the anime? What did they do to him again in the anime? They oh, gosh, not... trampled him. They cut him up. Made a home And Yuzu him. put him in some really girly oh, yeah. clothes. Uh, in this episode, you see him. He rolls up and he's like on Ichigo's bed. And he's got this sticker or this button attached to his ear. And it can't come off. And there's a whole bit where Ichigo tries to rip it off. And Cone's That's like, sad. ow! And Ichigo's like, it'd be easier <laughs> to rip your ear off. LOLOL. Yeah, um, so so that happens out of sync in the manga, actually. Uh, it seems like a lot of stuff's been moved about, but effectively what we do find is we find... Yuzu finds him and calls him, like, dirty and disgusting, which is already quite hurtful. And then Aww. Ichigo is smacking also him not outside... not very like Yuzu. That's so terrible. I know, right? That's what I thought, too. But I think she meant, like, she was doing housework and she picked him up and she was like, oh, you're really dirty and disgusting. I think she meant, like, I need to wash you kind of thing. Oh, like, you're, like, a bit of housework. I'm looking at a bit of housework work right now is kind of where she gotcha. was with that okay. um, but Ichigo started smacking him outside the window wall like of his bedroom just to get the dirt and dust off him and then Rukia appears with a broom that apparently she stole from the school bathroom and started like trying to brush Cone down with this broom that had been used in the no boys' bathroom. No wonder he ran away. Yeah, and apparently it was so disgusting that Ichigo was like, don't put that on my bedroom floor like take it back to school and I'm like, but Cohen, like, she was just abusing Cohen with this thing. And obviously it was meant to be really funny, but Cohen's just sitting there and he's practically tearing up. And I'm like, oh, Cohen, oh, no wonder Aww. he ran away. I was like, what a shame. So I felt really sorry for him. And then and then we come into a lot of the, almost like the gender roles again. So I found this really interesting. So we've got, when we had the two girls walking and they see Cohen lying in the street, Chizuru's there. And Chizuru asks to one of the girls if they want to get a room with her, which was obviously, yeah, I know. Just I'm glad they took that out of the anime, to, uh, like, for the anime. Like, once again, like, male content creators, so, I don't know, man. Like, this is slight tangent, but, like, I have been reading a little bit about, like, the difference between que queer characters created by and for a queer audience versus queer characters created by and for, yes. like, a cisgendered yeah, heterosexual audience, and... Chizuru is like a textbook example of like, here's an overly sexualized queer woman. Here you go. Yeah, it's, like, it's <laughs> okay if you're not of that 
demographic and you want to write a character of that demographic, but at least, at least consult someone. Do your research, someone. man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, consult it's multiple not, someones. Yeah, consult people. Ask them, does this seem accurate to someone that, or to your like self-described gender, sexuality, or whatever? It's not, I mean, sure, you might have to find someone that's like that, but at least try to properly represent them instead of just writing I imagine someone like this would act like this. Yeah, and I'm also not saying that there's no one like Chizuru in the world. Like there are definitely people like that. Mm-hmm. Because it's just th- there's not very much that's explained about her. like she's she is a minor character in there for comic relief, and so I'm just like, oh, but did you have to though? A little bit. It's okay. <laughs> Shout out to Chizuru. Love you, dear. <laughs> you, love you. You lovely, extraordinary beacon of representation. I in like this to think. World. I, I know that it's not confirmed. I don't think, but I like to think Tatsuki is, and she's the best representation. Oh. Oh. we have of <laughs> oh yeah tatsuki and and shout out to later but soy phone too um oh yeah 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 we'll come to all that i'm looking forward to that actually um yeah dude but anyway <laughs> so that was one thing that he kind of got that kubo got a bit wrong however here's some things that he absolutely nailed so Cone in the manga says that he's so cute even a boy couldn't pass him up but in the anime he says all girls love cute little stuffed animals so hmm. like in the manga he's he's it's like it's being open to yeah guys can love stuffed animals too but in the anime they're like oh no it's only little girls that like love cute stuffed animals <laughs> but then when cha uh, sorry when um cone starts running away from them so you know where the girls start chasing him uh, when he's running away, Chad joins in the chase, and there's a little sign, an arrow pointing above Chad that says, Loves cute things. Oh, <laughs> Chad! So Chad's chasing Cone down, too. <laughs> oh, I would have liked to see that. So, it was so good. an interesting thought on that, though, is mm-hmm. if you look at Japanese culture, and I guess they're really playing into the, man- the manga version of it, but it's all about cuteness when it comes to like the youth demographics. Mm. Everything is cute for boys for girls doesn't matter it's like the biggest compliment you can give someone especially if they're a girl is kawaii Mm -hmm. so uh, i guess maybe they were definitely playing on that for the manga i'm not sure why they wouldn't put that in the anime though i guess they because boys and boys need to be manly in in anime and that's a whole big macho (laughs) thing that yeah just We're like, gonna subvert some tropes real soon when it comes to that, but okay. Honestly, honestly, just let boys have their stuffed teddies. Just leave them alone. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the scene of Rukia and Orihime walking to school, where they're talking about Ichigo in the festival, none of that happened in the manga. So them having that sort of girly moment, and I quite like that because again, it shows us that in the anime, Orihime is all about Ichigo, but in the manga, none of that happens. It's kind of like, well, she was off playing. Um, baseball with Tatsuki, which comes up a bit later in the anime. So, oh, that's very sweet. I know, isn't it? Uh, so the black cat that we see does not jump from a bridge in the manga, which it does in the anime. I was like, okay, sure, why not? Hmm. Um, I guess that's the, the anime's way of showing us this is a magical cat, whereas the manga we didn't feel that need. It just shows up at Urahara's shop. Oh, I felt like that was just a cat thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really... I don't know, man. I don't spend a lot of time around cats because I'm allergic to cats, but I just figured... I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a thing that cats can do. Yeah, right? you can jump from can bridges. They <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know if they could quite jump from that high, maybe. I don't know. I've never seen a cat jump... 
Maybe, I don't no, know. No, me neither. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know how high cats can go before they break their legs. But I've actually researched that a little bit. That's a whole nother conversation, though, about physics and terminal <gasps> velocity of cats. And it's quite interesting, but maybe not for bleach. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Very true. Very true. The other things that we've got, just a couple left for this one then, the school gym class scene doesn't happen instead. So, like, the scene where Ichigo is talking to, like... Mizureru and everybody outside that doesn't happen that happens it's like combined with the classroom scene of Uryu coming back in with his bandaged hands um, and mm. it's all sort of combined into that one sort of classroom scene we've got Jinta Jinta another one in the, the manga it's different is Jinta doesn't say that boys don't do that stuff when he refers to cleaning up he just says that he's practicing his sword play again that thing for like the gender stereotypes mm-hmm. they seem to really be calling it out in the anime compared to the manga but Keiko does call Ichigo strawberry so that's like my last little thing oh that's oh wait fun. no I've got the more than that posted. I just realized I've got more than oh. the other page <laughs> <laughs> oh stick hit it this is this is this is a long episode I'm so sorry guys let me rush through these ones so we've got a uh, Chad doesn't actually join him for lunch we've got the girls so the big scene of the girls having their lunch and chatting to Rukia um, about Ichigo, that doesn't happen like that in the anime, uh, in the manga. It happens as a flashback as Rukia is running away to face um, these people that are coming after her. We do find out their names, don't we, in these two episodes? It's, we do get their names, yeah, we do get their names. So it's uh, Renji and her brother. Nice. As she's running towards them, we see that whole thing happen as like a flashback. But I would like to say as well, Rukia doesn't brood at all in the manga she's way more stoic so there's no none of these scenes of her just randomly going oh and you know and thinking out loud shall we say um so there's very little brooding it's just a case of she's like she catches she knows that somebody's after her and she just leaves she just leaves but it's not until she's running away does she then start to have these human emotions and these flashbacks starting to happen to her it's like it's all been saved up for when she has to part ways the only last thing i had there was the whole scene of rukia speaking ichigo outside doesn't happen kone doesn't return to ichigo until yuzu has then cleaned him and put the thing on his ear and that's like how that ends but that's all i've got for that episode so do you want to hear some dub differences then yeah oh sure all right so there are a number of differences in the dub for this episode and there's not many there's only one for the next one so at least that one will be shorter but the first major difference goes back to the gender portrayals between english and japanese so when you have kon in the beginning saying like that's right you don't see or Right, you don't see the problem with a boy wearing a flowery accessory. Mm. But in Japanese, he's mainly complaining that Yuzu is treating him like a stuffed animal and doesn't make any comment whatsoever about a boy wearing flowery accessories or not. They really shove the gender roles down your throat in Western culture, don't they? Yeah, very much so. And another thing I noticed when watching this is that Now, I'm using Crunchyroll for my source for the subbing. They don't sub very well at times, I've noticed. You remember when Orihime hits the ball with Kone, gets her home run in their mix-up of soccer, baseball, whatever it was, right? Yeah! Yeah, 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 yeah! So afterwards, Orihime is um, shaking up the uh, sake bottles or beer bottles or whatever they are. Now, actually, the English dub gets this closer to what the Japanese were saying, but Crunchyroll just completely drops the ball on it. In the English, I believe they said it was 
this isn't time to break out the champagne. While in the sub, when they subbed it, they just said this isn't time to be celebrating because... Um, like the defense or the defense didn't even have a chance when if you actually tr listen to the Japanese itself I believe making a reference to pouring beer on the coach's head after you make like a home run win <gasps> of the game oh wow so huh. Crunchyroll completely just didn't even bother to translate that correctly huh it's yeah like, I mean oh, I definitely I will say I got like the, a celebratory vibe without question um, mm -hmm. but I suppose I also like, <laughs> cause I feel like I know, I know Bleach fairly well. And so sometimes I pay close attention to the subs I'm reading and other times I just like watch stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, huh. Interesting. I'm wondering if there was like a specific, like either they didn't want to go into detail or something like that, whether it re reflects a choice rather than them like missing out on something, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm really not sure why they subbed it that way, but then I went and but then in a scene just earlier that, this one at least was mostly accurately subbed, but there's a major difference between the English and Japanese, and it's when Khan is plotting his plan to be picked up by Orihime. In English, he says, all I have to do is lay in her path, and when she sees me, she'll have no choice but to pick me up, and my life will be complete as she cuddles me and holds me tenderly in the valley of soft <gasps> pillows. Oh. In Japanese, oh, 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 oh. In Japanese, he says, First I'll lie there helplessly in front of Orihime. Like the Holy Mother, she is surely to hold me gently and cuddle me in the Valley of the Gods. I kind of like that bear. <laughs> does he say, does he, mm, I might have missed it and I like didn't go back and rewatch it, but does he literally say like Kanzean Bosatsu in that situation or does he say something else? I don't remember. I don't quite, I don't quite remember either. Um... I feel like he was making a specific metaphysical um, mythology reference there. Yeah, because I recall because I didn't hear Holy Mother at least in it because that would be something completely different and probably using I the thought, katakana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was referencing a either Hindu or Buddhist goddess that's supposed to be like representative of like the um, mother of compassion or something like that. And oh. It's like, and they just translated it as Holy Mother in the sub as well, which is why I say it's not entirely accurate. But it's one of those things where it's very difficult to hear it. And my Japanese is not on that level to where I could fully make out what was being said. Gotcha. So it could have it could have been a very specific reference or it could have been him saying something in a slightly arbitrary way because he just wants to be swaddled by boobs. Yeah. Great. Cool. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's going to be the best part about being a stuffed animal, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> To each their own. That's yep. what I say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I uh, know. I don't think uh, Orihime would have quite wanted to cuddle a cat carcass is what they were looking for. I put them in originally. Oh. That. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just to come in with that morbid reminder. <laughs> nope. Thank you. Appreciate you. Love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. But yeah, Another major difference. Go, go, go for it. Go for it, Shiki. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, the other major now differences... Now you two have to fight. What? <laughs> <laughs> so the other major differences I noticed was um, when Ichigo went to invite Ishida to go have lunch with them. In Japanese, in the Japanese version, you hear Keigo not trash-talking Ishida as much as he does in the English version, which I found interesting. It's just more like... um saying you're only taking pity on him because of the broken arm rather than making fun of Ish Ishida outright. Mm, 
Okay. That was that may have been in the manga actually. If it was, it was not something that I fully picked up. Uh, that whole scene happened so fast when there was a lot of writing, so I might have missed bits. <laughs> yeah, no, overall, this episode felt... It's not got... I don't know about you guys, but I noticed it, it doesn't hold its structure as well as other Bleach episodes do. It kind of feels like, in itself, a tiny little bit of filler. Like, they've kind of mm-hmm. just taken bits yeah. and chucking bits together for this episode. Yeah, because I think they are tying up a few loose ends that they need to tie up before the next part of this arc can come into play and they're also dropping little threads that that, that they know that they are then going to pick up in the next couple of episodes because it's it's pretty clear in this episode I will say that something is coming to an end and something else is starting and so so narratively it is a little bit messy because you do just kind of have threads flying all over the place mm-hmm not a criticism so much. It's just that when when you're at that point in the storytelling it, it, and you're limited to, you know, 20-minute episodes, it can be a little bit tricky to maintain some semblance of structure, I feel. And I, yeah, and I think um, Bleach can Bleach kind of does this with some of its downtime episodes. You know, it, it's very much... Sometimes it can nail them and you get a really good, solid episode of build-up and threads being tied and then other times you get ones that are like, ah. Eh, Okay, that was the thing. Like, this was an episode yeah. that I didn't remember too much. I didn't really care for as much as, you know, some of the other upcoming episodes that we're probably going to be looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel the same way. Was that everything for the dub and sub, Shiki? Oh, uh, yeah, those were the main things. There were, like, a bunch of other smaller things, but those weren't as, like, noticeable. Well, uh, what about 16, then? Episode 16? Oh, oh, so I think I wanted to start, like super simple with episode 16 i just wanted to know both as people that have seen bleach before watching this back but also if you can like put yourself into your younger shoes and think about when you first saw this episode um and episode 15 as well what are your first impressions of byakuya and renji in these episodes they're fucking cock cobblers aren't they they're dicks <laughs> that's that's all i had to think like <laughs> yeah, I I was like, right, okay, wait, 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 that's her brother. What a douche! Yeah, like you're an absolute yeah. fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish she's the c word, but you're one of those. <laughs> um, and then it's clear that she knows this other guy, and this other guy knows her as well. And I know that in the manga, I I can't remember if it's said in the anime, but in the manga, he does call out that they grew up together. Yes, yes, in the mm-hmm. district. Because because an- another thing that I clocked. Uh, with regard to that is I could be wrong about this but I know that Renji makes an explicit reference to the Rukon district and growing up in the Rukon district and I can't remember but I think this might be the first time we hear those words in canon I'm not sure anybody's talked about the Rukon district before we don't know what it is yet at this point but I don't think anybody's name dropped that so far no I think this is the first time no I think you're right yeah so yeah I thought that they were douches I was like right okay well you don't do that to your sister and uh, you certainly don't do that to a friend that you've had since, you know, you were little. Why are you trying to kill her? Because uh, it felt very much like, to me, that they weren't there to apprehend her or arrest her. It felt very much like they were there to make her feel terrible and mm. to cause her harm. Yeah, it's yeah, almost it's like... like both of them have emotional relationships with Rukia that go back for years, huh? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry, Stiggy, had... you were going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say that knowing what happens later and learning about the relationships of these people, this just does not seem consistent with their characters. 
because it like literally does just feel like they're here to just kill her and not even really be good people or people like who would be have been raised with her or living in the same district. I think it's it feels very much more out of place for Renji's character than it does Biakia's. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I can kind of understand because even what we hear in this, they were, or she was adopted. And if you know any anime story with the rich and famous prince-like person of the famous household, they're not necessarily going to see the adopted sibling as equal and would be like, hey, if you bring shame upon the family, we will get rid of you. And that would kind of play into my assumption of that character in a first view. Yeah, I agree. Um, I clocked that with Byakuya for sure, and making that connection was not difficult for me. Renji threw me a little bit as well. Um, mm-hmm. But so I actually, I kind of stepped back and I was like, all right. So my first impression of Renji is he is this like outspoken, scary, violent dude, which is hilarious. But um, thinking about how determined he seems when he's coming after Rukia, he's. It doesn't seem he, he may or may not be striking to kill, but he's not he's not being gentle about it. He's not being subtle about it. And so I was like, dude, why why are you trying so hard to hurt this person who you've just said that you have a connection to? So the way that I broke it down for myself to make myself understand why Renji was acting this way was so we know that Ruki and Renji grew up together in the Rukon district because he says this in this episode. Um and then it, it's a little bit exposition-y, but I sort of I sort of don't mind it in this context. And I think the way that Renji expresses it, it doesn't seem like like Kubo or the the translators or anybody is shoehorning it in. Um, so they grew up together, and then she's been she was taken away from the Rukon district and was groomed to be an elite soul reaper. Renji was not. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't say this, but he he was not, and she was. And then she goes to the human world. She's had this opportunity. She's risen through the ranks. She's beaten a bunch of odds. She's had a lot of success. And now she goes to the human world, and she's just chucking it all away. So I'm wondering if there's a component of Renji being like, Rukia, if I had this opportunity, I wouldn't waste it. What the fuck are you doing? Kind of. Yeah, that, that kind of like vibe. angry jealousy like you were chosen yeah and it's like yeah if i see it that way it's definitely kind of makes sense like a you were the chosen one and you've basically spat in everyone's face who did not get the same opportunity as you exactly and i imagine too that like he renji must know that byakuya isn't pleased with the way things are going and like we know, I mean, Renji is Byakuya's lieutenant. That's That becomes clear at the end of this episode or somewhere in this series of episodes. Um, and so if Byakuya is, is like, not stoked that this is happening, Renji probably has additional insight into that. So he's like, okay, great. You've messed with my emotions and I'm not pleased. And my captain isn't pleased. So I am both emotionally obligated and duty bound to do something about this. Mm-hmm. I wonder as well, like, just with Shiki mentioning the word jealousy there, I wonder if maybe Renji has heard other reports of her running around with that kid with the orange hair and has started to think of something else Uh. potentially (gasps) going on too. And so Renji is lashing out in that sense that he's... Oh! (laughs) That didn't even occur to me because... 
full disclosure, Byaren, aka Byakuya X Renji, was my first ever OTP when it comes to Bleach. So my mind was so not there when I was first watching this episode. <laughs> but now that you now that you mention it, that does make sense. Oh wow! Because he does mention about the kiddie with orange or something with great spiritual pressure, blah blah blah. And, he, and the way that he mentions it, I'm guessing like now that I'm thinking about it, it could be taken as jealousy. Um, which yeah, is maybe why be like romantic goes... jealousy either. Yeah, again. Uh-huh. I said it doesn't even have to be a romantic jealousy either. It could just be like, we were from the same district. We have a very close, like, tighter than blood, tighter than water connection because we grew up in the same poor district. So why are you treating this person like your bestie and instead of me, the people yeah, that you grew up true, with? Yeah, true, true. Oh my god, I always jump to ships. Thank you for bringing me back down to Earth. <laughs> I know, I know. I was just thinking, maybe that's oh. why he goes so hard on Ichigo's ass when Ichigo shows up as well. But yeah, I can't I can't help it. My head is forever in bleach ships, even if it's ones yeah. that I don't particularly care for. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, curse you, fandom. JK Lol, we love you. Um, we really do. We do, we do. <laughs> yeah. Well, what oh, about man. what about some of the dub and sub differences? I'm excited to know if there's anything there. So the major one that I noticed, and it was really the only one, was the coded message. <laughs> so in the English one, it was the hint was the bunny, and there was a bunch of B consonants randomly scattered throughout the message, and it was just a matter of like get rid of the Bs, and that would give you the code. However, it's not a very strong code. Like, I'm not surprised the rookie is not on the stealth force. <laughs> yeah. But however, in the Japanese, the animal that she was pointing to was not a bunny. It's a tanuki. Oh. And the consonants that were bees in English are actually the character ta. Ta, yeah. So uh, okay. it's take out All the right. ta for tanuki and that would give you the answer. So yeah, that, that was, was the like the only in the major manga. ones. That was the same yeah. in manga. I mean, it makes sense gotcha. this because we don't really have the same writing and under system, and we don't know that animal in the Western culture necessarily. So it's like an understandable change. Yeah, and it makes sense that they would change it to a bunny because Rukia Chappie. Mm-hmm. So I guess I could understand uh-huh. why they made that change. Uh, I only had a, I only had eight smallish differences, I think, for the manga. So, obviously, Red Jane Biakia are carrying a picture of Rukia like they don't know who the fuck she is. That was my first so one. funny. That's so stupid, and I love it. Yeah. I'm like, mm, okay. Oh, my God. What if Biakia has just been carrying that picture of her around forever and ever because he actually cares about her but can't show oh, it? Oh, so don't. Been... That just hugged it by her. Don't, don't. Right, okay, we're not oh, allowed. Oh, I'm don't... about to write to what? I'm oh, about to write a one-shot no, pic. Just don't... you wait. Just you wait. Oh, my God, don't. Oh, God, don't. My heart can't take that. Oh, I oh. hashtag hurt comfort hashtag fluff and angst hashtag <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um, uh, my hashtag sibling relationships. I love the Biakia and Rukia sisterly brotherly relationship fix. Anyway, oh. anyway, uh, the lunch scene uh, from the previous episode happens in this, like in this point in the manga. So that's mm-hmm. a flashback thing. That's fine. She does think about like it's really called out strong in the manga that she thinks that love, romance and friendship is boring things even although you can oh. tell she's feeling them and she's trying to almost convince herself otherwise but then mm. she says there's like a dot 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 and then she says but jealousy and she just leaves you hanging there and I'm like 
je- what jealousy for what so that was that was interesting and again that's it's like i can fully understand and entirely empathize despite me not shipping it i can entirely empathize why people thought that rukia and ichigo would end up together because there are so mm-hmm. many moments like this that are shoved down your throat in the manga and in the anime especially in this arc so that like jealousy comment i was like okay so she's she's telling us that she, that's the emotion that she's feeling quite strongly we've got renji calls the execution squad the police <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> which i thought was very funny Oh, God. Uryu steps in a lot sooner. So in the anime, like, Renji attacks Rukia way less than he does in the manga. I think he does one false swipe of his blade in the manga and then Uryu steps in. But I think in the anime, he swipes at her, like, two or three times before Uryu shows up. That was interesting. Yeah, he's pretty... He's pretty direct and violent about it in the anime, for sure. Mm. He's less so in the, the manga, which I guess makes more sense for, for later. Kone describes the Kurosaki's family toilet trips in great detail. I hate that so much. Yeah, it was... I do not like that one bit. It's That's terrible. Did you read, did you read the manga notes that I sent you, Dale? Yes, <laughs> I did, like... and I hate it. It was so I'm bad. I'm going to have to look at these now. Oh, it was so bad. It was super gross. Like, he tells you about, like, the little the little ones and then he tells you about a sheen and he's like yeah. and then each goes like so that's why you still stink my god and it's just like we did not need to know in that much detail what was happening in that bathroom it's like not even funny I just found oh, it gross yeah I felt a bit queasy with it but yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was it was still worth mentioning that the toilet humour is present uh, Ichigo, <laughs> Ichigo says that he can't become so this was really interesting so he says that he can't become a soul reaper without Rukia's help oh. so rather than like in the anime I think he's fighting to grab Cone before Hattenclog shows up and pokes him out of his body yeah yeah but, he's trying mm-hmm. to get the little soul candy yeah but in the manga he's not doing that he says he can't do it without Rukia's help and I think it's because the last time he had to do it with Cone Cone had to give a mouth to mouth and he is oh, just God. not yeah. willing to go back to that ever again. So he doesn't even bring it up. He just says, I can't transform without Rukia's help. And then Urahara shows up and pokes him out of his body. Oh, which, side note, can we just talk about that like iconic shot of Kisuke sitting in the window, oh, yeah. lounging there, cane extended, Jay chilling, robes and hair flapping in the breeze. He looks majestic. That it's is like, Anytime you say oh. Kisuke, that's the image that comes to mind for me. Yes. So good, and 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 to make absolute it, icon, and to make it even better as well, in the manga he talks with hearts, so like in his little yes, chat bubbles, he's he got little hearts. Yeah, he's really fucking cute about it. And doesn't he? I tried to clock it, but I wasn't paying attention. Shiki, did you clock it? Doesn't he use Atashi as his pronoun of choice? I'm gonna have to hear that. I have to listen to that now. But I... I think he does, and I think that you know what? We'll talk more about this later when we talk about Kisuke and his relationships and friendships that are gonna come to light sooner. But I find like Kisuke and the various people he's connected with and their like gender fuckery really exciting. Um, right. And just we for, don't need um... to dwell on it, but. Yeah, just for the um, listeners so they know in case they don't understand Japanese. um, Yeah, please. In Japanese, there are several different ways of referring to oneself or saying I. There is the neutral way, which is watashi. There's the feminine way, which is atashi. Then there's the masculine way, which is boku. And the super masculine way, which is ore. Ore! (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, I just, oh gosh, I, I love, I love uh, learning how people refer to themselves and others in Japanese mm-hmm. because it's nuance that we don't often get in English. Like there, there are moments when certain characters, I think, deliberately make choices to subvert that, and I think it gives you a lot of insight into their character. Um, and yeah, I think Kisuke so. uses a couple different pronouns over the course of his life, as we can examine later. And I'm really stoked to, to get to, pay to that. I'm going to more attention to that as well now. Yeah, I'm excited um, to hear all about it from you guys. Actually, oh, going forward, uh, I've only got amazing. I've only got one more little difference, um, and that is two panels in the manga, which I thought were super cute. Where Cone is in Ichigo's body, lying in bed with holding himself, the stuffed animal, and he's talking to himself, and then he's like, "Why am I talking to you?" And he throws himself across the room, <gasps> and then it's like in the instant next picture, he's walking over and picking himself up and dusting it down, and I'm like, "Oh." <gasps> But anyway, oh, I thought that was really cute. That is really cute. Oh, Cone. I know. That's the thing about Cone. There are so many moments where he's very well humanized and quite a sympathetic character, and then he has to go and be a fucking pervy douchefuck, and I don't like him anymore. I know. Oh. I know. I'm the same. I have moments where I love him, moments where I hate him. Yeah. I guess I just, I have one more thing for episode 16 that I found just fascinating. Uh, And I don't know how they translated this into the English. So Lethen, you might be able to weigh in on this. The part of the fight where Uryu first uh, intervenes and Renji says, like, who the heck are you? And Uryu dodges the question and kind of says, oh, I'm just someone who doesn't like soul reapers. And then Renji has to ask him a couple different times. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then eventually Ichigo rolls up as well. And once again, Renji is like who the heck are you in the japanese like this is just i just think this is delicious um <laughs> uh when uryu finally deigns to to give renji an answer he's finally like i don't remember whether he actually says hi my name is ishira uryu but i know for sure he says yoroshiku which is like okay mm-hmm. great like looking forward to working together whatever whatever but clearly he's being tongue-in-cheek about it. at least he's like okay you're attacking someone i know great you asked who i am hello nice to meet you stranger <laughs> and then ichigo rolls up he must have heard this happen because ichigo also when renji is like who the heck are you you weird orange haired big sword spiky ass kid uh ichigo also ichigo who is not a particularly polite speaker a lot of the time also is like oh okay great yoroshiku person because he doesn't know renji's name yet and then renji eventually lashes out um which side note um i don't think we know the name for a sword doing cool stuff like this yet i don't think we've heard that word but renji's sword changing shape is the first example of that happening that we see. Mm-hmm. So just a fun little, ugh, ugh, ugh. Um, anyway, <laughs> Renji then goes, Yoroshku, like a, like, ugh. And it's just, it is funny to me that all three of these people are like, great, we're clearly antagonistic towards each other and we're going to be antagonistic forever. Looking forward to working with you. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, all we're ever going to do is try to kill each other. If the three of us entered into a partnership where we ended up being friends and cared about protecting each other that would be ridiculous so i'm just like little did the like this isn't even spoilery at this point it's just like little did the three of you know how much foreshadowing that particular choice of introduction contained like you three thought you were being so cheeky about it and yet oh i so again i don't know what they did in the english there but i can't even remember but i i love that I yeah. do too. So I good. do too. <laughs> you boys think you're so smart. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> it's kind of the vibe I thought. I thought there was it's so good. Um, that was that was kind of my last thing for episode for episode sixteen. Gosh, and that was something I'd never clocked before because, uh, oh boy, if I've ever seen this episode in Japanese, it was a long ass time ago. So, oh, it's nice to pick up little details like that. What about Yushiki? Any last stuff? Nope, that's all I got for it. All right, cool. Um, if we've wrapped up our our episode discussions, then Shiki, is there any any news for the week for? Is it delving or diving? Delving. I always delving. forget. Delving. Delving. Because your name Dale and Elve. <laughs> oh, gross. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> delving into the Dongai. <laughs> There's not so much news per se, but there is a new statue figure being sold in, I think it's on the 25th of this month. Here's a link for y'all. Here's well, a bigger picture for holy y'all. Sugar. We'll, we'll, we'll link it. We'll link it into the podcast as well. Um, but... <gasps> oh, God, I love this. Sorry, can, go can on. Can we link it, though, because that got major spoilers in it? I don't know if we... I, mm. Click on the link, okay, guys, the if link you're has... happy with spoilers. That's what we're going to say. We'll give you an FYI. If you're happy with spoilers, click the link to see it. Yeah, this is, yeah it's this is very an amazing spoilery. Statue. It's epic as fuck, but it's very spoilery. And it is 45 centimeters tall. It's a big monster but when i was first looking at this page i saw that said payment plan 10 months option oh jesus so i was like oh no how much is this going to cost because it doesn't say the cost yet so i looked on reddit and apparently it's going to cost 998 dollars oh my god holy shit it's like, I'm happy to just look at this pretty picture. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, the it's label like, of detail is, is stunning. I would love, yeah. I'd love to own this, but it's like, ooh, way too rich for my blood. Oh my gosh! Even if you, I'm looking. There's some detail features down at the at the because you said it's a statue, right? You, you, yeah. yeah it's yeah. not spoilery to say like it's a statue. Down at the base of the statue, if you scroll down a little bit, there are some there are some really specific details, and yeah. they're just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Holy moly! I wish I could say what they are, but I can't. Ah! I know. Major spoilers, it's, it's but it's so good. Yo. <sighs> Don't tempt me. I'm Holy not allowed to moly. buy it. I've already got one bleach thing that is worth a lot of money. I'm not allowed another one. But you can uh, do monthly plans so that way it's spread out over Stop time. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, good shout, Shiki. Was that it, yeah. Shiki, for delving into Dongai? Yep. <laughs> so good. Or whatever that section is called. Um... <laughs> <laughs> lit so um if that's if that's all the news we've got for this week which also like uh i just want to say that july is packed with bleach character birthdays mm. um like shout out to nanao especially for being born on 7 7 which is why her name is nanao in the first place yeah and shinsui are both are it's kawaii as fuck mm. nanao is great um and shinsui as well as is, is a july baby there and ichigo of course is ichigo's july right not yeah June? yeah no ichigo's yeah, july sick yeah um, so if it, there there are lists that exist uh, on I think the fandom wiki or something like that of all of the, the Bleach characters' birthdays, but I know December is total is super super stacked. Slash, there are just a lot of characters I care about born in December. Um, <laughs> but also I think uh, July July just has has a has a big uh, 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 concentration of character birthdays. So uh, 
check that out if that's the kind of thing you care about. <laughs> yeah, or just join our Discord server because we get a birth- birthday update every single day when there is one from Keisha. Yeah, and those uh, those come out on our Instagram as well with little little images and little celebration posts and stuff. So hashtag plug. Yeah. Sick. Uh, so, uh, with with that said, should we uh, should we move on to our awards section? Shinigami, yeah. Shin- whoa, Shinigami Cup Peroxide Edition. Who did you all put for who wore it best this week? I'll let Shiki go first. I always go first. Yeah, no. <laughs> so for who wore it best, I chose the soccer ball wearing cone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's mean, I know. I did um I did Rukia and her morbid expressions in the anime. <gasps> Ooh. <laughs> mine is not dissimilar to that, because mine's mine's Rukia as well, but I huh, I went very serious with this one. Um I thought that Rukia I, I was just like so shout out to Uryu's uh, t-shirt with the Quincy Cross on it because I really like that, but I did Uryu's clothes the last time I was on an episode, and I don't want to do that every single time, even though he's really fucking handsome. Um, so um, I chose Rukia and her sense of duty and loyalty and obligation. I thought that she wore, like, the mantle of a soldier beautifully, especially, again, shout out to that voice acting in the beginning of episode, I think, 16, um, and episode 15 when she's, like, trying to contain herself. I just, I thought it was really stunning, actually. I thought it was really beautiful. Coming up next, best ship. Um, Shiki, take it away, because you love going first. (laughs) Um, (laughs) For my ship, that would be Chizuru and Tatsuki's Fist. (laughs) Nice! (laughs) Nice! Oh, great. Um, well, I went for Cone and himself, because in the manga he, he goes and he picks himself up again and, and, and dusts himself down, and I'm just sitting thinking, yeah, you're touching yourself. <laughs> oh. oh, that's because my mind was like, yes, self-esteem boost, and then you took it there. <laughs> well, it's maybe a best ship, right? It's maybe a best ship. So I was like, well, how can yeah. I make it a ship thing? There we go. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Ugh. Welcome to the Serete, where we just list things that Dell hates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely kidding. Um, I chose um, something that I maybe wouldn't not eat IRL. Okay. My my best ship was Orihime's lunch, which was a Castella cake and red bean paste as a sandwich. Mm. Um, so the ship of Castella cake and red bean paste. And again, because episode zero of this podcast has already happened i clocked that and i was like that's the kind of thing that ukitake would also eat and he would be stoked about it so (laughs) that's my ship is orihime's really goofy grossly sweet lunch (laughs) and then double take moment what is your best double take moment from these episodes so for me and we did not mention this at all for some reason but yodorichi's voice i completely forgot what it sounded like I don't remember Yoruichi speaking in these episodes. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Kidding. You're right. The yes. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it caught me off guard because I completely forgot about it. But we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Because I think even just we will. We'll we'll circle back to with like such a like just because you don't think the cat speaks and when it opens its mouth you're like oh it does speak talking cat. 
Yeah. And we'll circle back around that because we know, right, okay, so now that we've established that the cat can talk, um, mm-hmm. there's like some, there's some fun first person pronoun stuff with Yoruichi and with Yoruichi and Kisuke together that I, that I really enjoy. So mm-hmm. don't know when we'll get into that, but I'm looking forward to it when we do. Uh, my double take was Renji and Byakuya carrying Rukia's picture because why? Just why? <laughs> that's, that's absolutely fair. <laughs> My moment uh, is like a, a scene that lasted for all of two seconds, and I literally did go back and watch it again. Um, when they're all at gym class, and Orihime is playing her goofy version of soccer or football, if you're from the UK. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because they play with uh, the foot, Dale. They play with the foot. I've heard that somewhere before. Um, there's a there's a there's a very brief scene of Chad walking past, carrying this whole giant cage of soccer balls. He's like walking behind Kago or something, and it's so quick. And Chad's just like, boop, 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 boop. and I was like, wait a minute, what? And it was just, I I laughed out loud. I thought it was super funny, and I also literally had to watch it again in order to make sure that I clocked it correctly. That's so good. Um, I know that you said it, I remember the exact moment. Yeah, I remember seeing that. And it's just, you know, Chad, super stoic face, super casual. I'm lifting a whole thing of soccer balls. No big deal. Okay, Chad. Sure. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Um, So, uh, with all of that squared away, um, what have you guys found exciting from the fandom this week? Cheeky goes first. So for me, I found a, another cosplayer of Nelio, and this one, I, I really like this one. Oh, Adult wow, Nelio kid holy now. my god. Oh, I guess I'll find out in two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> wow. It's really oh. good, isn't Once it? Once again, oh, spoilers, so but, but for anybody that does want to, like, anybody that doesn't care or has seen all of Bleach, definitely check that out. Holy my goodness. This editing is epic as well. Wow. This is really good. That's so good. Man, I wish uh, I do you want to give like a shout that. out to this cosplayer's name yeah, um, so or the, like their handle? Yeah, so their Instagram handle is, I cannot pronounce this right now, but it's S-A-T-I-E-L-L-A cosplay. We'll pop that in the show notes as well. So all of y'all, I think so. All of y'all can see it. Wow. Oh, she looks super good. Mine's is, I'm, I had to gather mine up kind of last minute, so mine's is actually, I... I'm going to give a shout out to myself and be really, really like pernicky with the spot. <laughs> yeah. So tomorrow, for anybody that's interested, and it is not spoiler related, but tomorrow I'm putting up a video, which will be on Sunday the 19th, I'm putting up a video where I have paid Fiverr voice actors to dub Bleach with Scottish accents. Just for oh, amusement. Jesus. Just for the amusement. <gasps> so there is a scene, a scene from episode one where Ichigo and Rookie meet for the first time, like when she comes into his room. That's the scene that is being dubbed with a Scottish accent. So anybody that is interested in even seeing that or hearing it, because I have got three, I think I've got three tracks back from people and I have not heard them yet. So it's going to be a live reaction for me on camera. Oh, uh, brilliant, just, brilliant. Just YouTube, we Scottish lass, and you should be able to find it. And that, that should be up by the time this episode yes. drops, yeah? Yeah, it'll be up. Yep. Lit. Sweet. Love it. My fandom shout out for the week actually circles back to the server a little bit. Um, so as you... If you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know that the the Discord server recently had its second birthday, Mm -hmm. and as part of the celebration, there was a thick gift exchange, Um, and (laughs) I'm fully shouting out the fic that someone wrote for me with all of the different (laughs) tags and ships that I I requested, because I took part in this challenge as well. And yo, okay, so this, um, I haven't actually chatted with this person in the server yet, because I haven't been in the server much, because real life with capital letters has been super busy, but the, so the author 
of this fic is a shameless llama peanut thing, all one word. Um, and the fic is if I liked your sky and you liked mine. It's definitely on AO3. I don't know whether it's elsewhere. Um, but this is, um, it's mostly about Urahara. So uh, relevant to what we were talking about today a little bit. Um, and Yoruichi features very prominently in this fic as well. Um, and I'm shouting this fic out in particular because this this fic features an arrow ace Urahara and you do there's like very little arrow ace representation across a lot of anime fandom in the first place I find um and so like reading this really it's a, it's a college AU so if that's not your thing then like don't read this fic I guess but um I found it to be like really insightful really realistic um there's like other instances of I thought just like simple straightforward beautiful the queer and arrow ace representation in this fic um so if if you're looking for something like that that just kind of feels nice to read there's like some great friendship moments yeah it's just it's a very nice fic and i really i just really like the way that they wrote urahara um they also wrote ukitake in a way that i was really impressed by i've left a comment on this fic so if you want to know specifically how i was impressed you can go to the fic and read my comment um if you feel so inclined so uh yeah shout out to uh if if oh god what what is it if you liked my sky that's wrong it's called if i like your sky and you liked mine and you can also probably find that if you go into the discord server if you feel inclined to join us uh you can find the shameless llama peanut thing in the discord server um and probably make some connections from there hey i'm glad hey. someday i'm glad someday <laughs> shouted out the server because i feel like we need to do it every single episode eh? <laughs> yeah that's because <laughs> no, it's so it's much good. fun it's super good it is super fun. And it's nice because even though, like I said, I haven't really been super active in the server over the past week or two, like whenever I do duck in, when I have time, everybody is always so welcoming and so kind. It's just a really friendly place to hang out. Yeah, I was saying that to them all today. I was like, you guys, like, we've got such a beautiful community of just accepting people. So it we doesn't, really doesn't do. matter what ship you like, what characters you like. You can all come here, and as long as you're not bringing any of your hate and negativity, we are open to having you. And as everybody, despite their differences, get on very well in our in our community. It's very impressive, actually. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> yeah, but you should be. You without, should be. Without them, though, we wouldn't have this podcast. So, you know. Yeah, you're not wrong. So uh, we're sorry is what Lethen is trying to say here. Uh, no, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely joking. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, by the way, uh, everybody who's decided to to come along this ride with us so far. We really appreciate your support. Is that all we've got for uh, for this week? Thanks, folks. Fab. Then uh, let's just let's just bring it on home because you wonderful souls. That's the end of another episode. If you like what you heard and you want to get involved, you can find us by searching for The Seirete on Tumblr and Instagram and T Seirete on Twitter. Each of these platforms will link you to our fantastically deadly Discord family shout out, where you can <laughs> chat with us about the show, read fan fiction, take part in creative challenges, and talk anything and everything bleach. On the next episode of the podcast, we'll be covering anime episode 17, Ichigo Dies! Exclamation point, and episode Episode 18, reclaim! Exclamation point. The power of the Shinigami! Exclamation point. We got some excited boys coming up. Everybody get excited. We will see you souls then. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.